28 Sivan, Chafches Sivan, Tzadik, His Praise, 413. The Rebbe once spoke about a comic entertainer from Lemberg, whose repertoire included a song which had the words, The Old, Old, Old God, in one of its verses. The Rebbe repeated the word old several times, just like the comedian did when he sang the song. The comedian used to say the words old, old, old over and over again before finishing with the word God, and so did the Rebbe when he mentioned the song. The Rebbe's purpose was clear. He wanted to instill in us the simple faith we had to have in God as the Ancient One, older than the oldest. Our faith is an inheritance from our earliest ancestors, the Holy Patriarchs. Anyone who had the privilege of hearing the Rebbe's words would have understood this, and even today it is possible to understand a little. The Rebbe spoke about this comedian time and time again to different people, and each time he mentioned him, he would repeat the words, old, 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 over and over again. Not only did the Rebbe reveal the most awesome of lessons, the like of which had never been heard, and tell the most unique stories, he also spoke to us a great deal in a more intimate, day-to-day conversational way. All he wanted was to instill us with faith and strengthen our determination to fulfill the Torah and mitzvot, which themselves depend on faith. In many ways, he treated us as if he were a father teaching his little son. The father has to come down to the level of the boy in order to introduce him gently to the study of Torah and keeping the mitzvot. Similarly, only thousands of times more so, the Rebbe would lower himself to our level and clothe himself in all kinds of different garments, talking to us about what appeared to be everyday matters, until eventually a conversation about serving God would develop. And, in fact, even the mundane subjects he mentioned before coming to the subject of devotion were also entirely Torah. Only at first, we did not understand the teachings implicit in what he was saying. It was only as we moved from topic to topic that a conversation having a direct and obvious bearing on devotion would emerge. The Rebbe's whole purpose in all this was to spread faith in God. It was something extraordinary to be with him, to hear his wisdom and experience his simplicity. Every word he said and every movement he made in their awesome holiness and purity contained the most profound and amazing wisdom, while at the same time total simplicity and purity, for simplicity and true wisdom are one and the same thing. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 175 Before his pilgrimage to the Holy Land, the Rebbe said, I do not understand how tzaddikim make a pidyon and intercede on behalf of another. There are twenty-four heavenly courts. When a person presents the redemption, the tzaddik must know in which court the person is being judged. If he does not know this, he may intercede and bring the redemption to one court, while the person is actually being judged in another. He must therefore know precisely in which court the man is being judged, and what particular intercession and redemption are required by that particular court. I know all twenty-four courts. I can appeal a case from one court to another, through all twenty-four courts. If I do not agree with the judgment of one court, I can ask that it be judged in another court. Going from one court to another is certainly beneficial. No matter what the final outcome, the sentence is still delayed. Because of this delay, the sentence can be reduced because of some merit on the part of the defendant. Even if this does not help, I can still appeal directly to the king. See Tzaddik, number 242. This takes great wisdom and effort, and no one else in this generation can do it. No other man has ever known how to do this correctly. It is a major skill to frame each petition in the precise number of words 
and to give proper respect to the king, for it is certainly impossible to send too many cases directly to the king. The Rebbe said, I do not understand how they claim to make a redemption. This is impossible unless one knows exactly how the Kohen Gadol dealt with the banished goat. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 1. Don't be surprised when you find that the tzaddik has left something unperfected. This is God's doing, so that the tzaddik leaves an area through which his son can later gain prominence. 2. There are times when the interruption of Torah study strengthens it. 3. A tzaddik will accept gifts from the wicked so that they might repent. 4. The tzaddikim use their merit to benefit the world, but not themselves. 5. It is common for one tzaddik to do something that will make him another tzaddik's teacher. 6. Seeing the faces of the generation's leaders is of great benefit. 7. A tzaddik will be punished when he fails to pray for his generation. Kitzur Lekutei Moharan 1. Lesson number 221. 1. When a person gives ma'aser, tithes, God stretches out his hand and covers him in the shade of his hand, and he saves that person from his enemies. 2. Through giving ma'aser, a person also merits to be satisfied with what he has. Lesson number 222. 1. A person must always be happy and serve God with joy. And if sometimes he falls from his level, he must strengthen and encourage himself with the earlier times when some small illumination of God's light did shine on him, he should uphold himself now with the spiritual arousal and illumination that he experienced earlier, until God helps him and he once again shines his light upon him. Amen. Lesson number 223. 1. Sometimes it may happen that the requests of a tzaddik in his prayers are not fulfilled, because sometimes he listens and sometimes he does not listen. Zohar 1, 105b. But there exists a tzaddik who can actually pass decrees and declare, I say that it will be so. Lesson number 224. 1. Even those people who are far from the tzaddik receive vitality and illumination from him. Lesson number 225. 1. There are an infinite number of degrees and levels of trust in God, and the more intellect a person possesses, the greater his level of trust, and commensurate with the amount of trust the person has, the more charity he merits to give. In this way, a person merits to complete and to rectify his speech, which is what defines and distinguishes a human being. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The First Day Finally, there was the child who said that he remembered absolutely nothing. He is higher than all the rest, since he remembered even what was before the nefesh soul, the ruach spirit, and the neshama essence. This is the concept of nothingness. He then said to them, Return to your ships, which are your bodies. They were shattered, but they will be rebuilt. Now go back to them. With that he blessed them. The great eagle then said to me, You come with me, since you are just like me. You are very old, and at the same time very young. You have not yet begun to live, but you are extremely old. I am the same, since I am old, and at the same time I am young. Therefore, I have the word of the great eagle that I have lived a very long life. Now I am giving you my long life as a wedding present. When the beggar said this, there was tremendous joy and rejoicing there. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 175 I wrote all this yesterday when I received your letter. It is now Friday, Erev Shabbat, and I was already at the holy gravesite today before daybreak. It was your letter that impelled me to do this. 
forcing me to go there today and express myself. I took out your letter on purpose to recall what was written there, and I was overcome with weeping. Then God helped me, and I was able to express myself before him a little. I also read two letters before God and before the Rebbe, and it was certainly impossible to keep from crying. Now, too, as I write this, though I am somewhat happy, I am still crying as I remember your pain, because I suffer more over your pain and the pain of our comrades than I suffer from my own pain. Yesterday as well, one of our comrades read your letter, and he started weeping too. May the Master of Compassion see our tears, especially those of the righteous Adol, the Rebbe's daughter, may she live, and may he have compassion on us and save us quickly. I have deep trust that God will certainly save us from their hands, and he will likewise rescue anyone who is strong and stands up to his test. As for those who succumb and who promise to cut themselves off from their root, their life, and their eternal hope, even though in their heart they are with us, these people I really feel sorry for, because they end up bold on both sides. For until they say lies about us, their capitulation will not be believed or accepted, and they are unwilling to uproot themselves from the truth as much as that, because they are afraid of the Day of Judgment. The best thing would have been for them to put themselves on the line from the start, and it would have been better for them in this world and the next. But I certainly judge them favorably, and I really do feel for their suffering. All the same, I believe what the Rebbe said, that no one is given a test or barrier that he cannot overcome. The Kutema Haran 2, 46. Most impediments are really in a person's mind, and the present situation is no exception. Think back on even a tiny fraction of what has been spoken between us, of the marvels that we have seen in his holy books, and of the flashes of godliness and of the Rebbe's greatness that I put into you with God's help. You will then certainly stand up to the test, or else you will endeavor to flee beforehand and thus avoid being tested and subjected to abuse, God forbid. This is what Reb Nachman of Tulchin did. He fled from his home and is staying here. Reb Alec of Breslov did likewise. I trust God that they will certainly return safely to their homes, God willing. Nonetheless, you should not flee right away, but only if you see, God forbid, that the situation really demands it. I hope to God, though, that it will not come to this. You must, however, still long and yearn and try with all your power to come here. Salvation is all in God's hands. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 2 Letter number 429 Greetings to all our comrades with a great love, in particular to my friend, the illustrious Reb Nachman, may his light shine, grandson of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory. I also received the letter from Reb Mordechai on Friday, and you can be sure that I was simply delighted. I nonetheless trust in God's loving kindness that he will also help him, and that he will certainly not abandon him. At the end of his letter, in which he describes the bitter pain that he has over his livelihood and the humiliation that he has been experiencing, he mentions the bitterness caused him by his thoughts. One trouble on top of another, God save us. But, quite to the contrary, precisely because of this, I said, we can turn everything around to the, for the good. For since we see that he is still being so fiercely attacked, and that the battle is raging around him on every front, we must therefore understand and believe that his drawing close to the point of truth is a matter of no small import, and that through it he has indeed achieved a tremendous amount. This is the reason they are assailing him so. The power of the Elder of Holiness surpasses all else, though, and God is a man of war. Without a doubt, he will also subjugate and put down Reb Mordechai's attackers, 
who exchange a world that endures forever for a passing one, and who go on to brazenly abuse his entire vitality and good point. He ought to be dancing and rejoicing that he merited to be in our portion. It is already known that all other idlers and money-changers are also constantly quarreling. But him they are abusing for the most honorable thing that he has, that which is his entire vitality. He should trust God and rely on him, that he will certainly not abandon him, and that everything will turn out for the best. He too should read the above letter carefully, and he should pay close attention to these words. Let him constantly awaken anew like a person waking up from his sleep. Most of all, he should also sit and do nothing in his thoughts as well, and he should flee from sadness with all his might. He should turn all kinds of grief and sighing into joy, particularly the very abuse that he is suffering, and that he merited to escape from being an opponent to the essence of his vitality forever. Letter number 430. With God's help, Monday, Masse, 5603, Teplik. Peace and life to my dear beloved son, the illustrious and distinguished Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live, along with all his children, may they live. I received your letter here in Teplik today through the messenger who is the deliverer of this letter, and I read it carefully. I was really not as shocked as you imagined I would be. Your whole story is nothing new for me at all, and many righteous Jewish souls have gone through the same thing. I, too, endured even more than this, and now, too, many people are experiencing just the same sort of things. There are a great many people, however, who are much, much worse off than this, and they are not crying out about it at all. While the crying out is certainly of great value, for crying out is good for a person, Rosh Hashanah 16a, and, even if a sharp sword is being held to a person's throat, he should not despair of asking God for compassion, Brachot 10a. Our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of Blessed Memory, the Holy Light, also stressed this point emphatically. But all the same, when the pain and crying out turn towards depression, sadness, and grief, they are most harmful. Our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of Blessed Memory said that depression is extremely injurious when it added to those evil urges which fall into the category of utter stupidity, as is written in Lekutei Moharan 1, and in many other places. Shemot HaTzadikim, Rabbi Abba, Shochet and Bodik of Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Moshe Yona of Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Pinchas, Rabbi Tuvia of Teplek, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac, Rabbi Yosef Charaz, Rabbi Chaim ben Rabbi Yaakov Baal Magia, Rabbi Heschel of Teplek, Rabbi Yoel of Breslov, Rabbi Shmuel Tzvi of Breslov, Rabbi Nisan of Breslov, Rabbi David Tzvi of Breslov, Rabbi Mendel of Lita, Rabbi Natan Dayan of Breslov, Rabbi Sender of Teravitsa, Rabbi Leibola Konstantiner, Rabbi Natan of Teravitsa, Rabbi Tzvi Sofer of Breslov, Rabbi Pinchas Yehoshua, Rabbi Baruch Ephraim, Rabbi Zalman of Cherin, Rabbi David Tzvi of Dmitrievka, his brother Rabbi Yudel, Rabbi Pesach of Cherin, Rabbi Mordechai Shochet and Bodik of Breslov, Rabbi Isaac of Berdichev, Rabbi Israel of Teravitsa, Rabbi Isaac of Uman, Rabbi Asher Zelig, Rabbi Moshe Yoshua Alter of Teplik, Rabbi Shmarya Avraham Eliyahu of Berdichev, his brother Rabbi Mendel of Chernovitz, Rabbi Tzvi of Tolchin, Rabbi Tzvi Kohen of Breslov, Rabbi Pinchas of Kublich, Rabbi Yaakov Sofer, Rabbi Eliakim Getzel of Uman, Rabbi Nachman of Nemerov, Rabbi Nussin's Prayers 2, Prayer number 8. Arouse your vast compassion and intense loving-kindness on our behalf. Pour compassion, mercy, and graciousness onto us. Help us recite our prayers before you with all our heart and soul, 
with grace, kindness, and compassion, like a son approaching his father. May our conversations, prayers, and pleadings be sweet to you. May we arouse your true compassion toward us. Please view us as an only precious beloved son who comes close to his father and does his father's will with love, kindness, and compassion, with mercy and grace. May we pour forth our hearts like water before your countenance, Hashem. You know my bitter, urgent, and bewildered heart and my bitter soul. Have compassion on me, my Father. Have mercy on me. My Lord, my Maker, my Creator, my King and my God, do not abandon me. Do not spurn me. May my sighs and groans not be insignificant to you. In truth, it is totally impossible for me to groan and cry as I really should. What can I do, my Father in Heaven? Because of my many sins, I am thoroughly trapped in the vanities of this world, and I do not know how to save my soul. But I lean on you, I rely on you, I am supported by you. Give me life in accordance with your loving kindness. Treat me in accordance with your loving kindness. Truthfully, I myself am responsible for everything that I have undergone, including the fact that I do not express myself in utter truth, but only with my mouth. But you are good to everyone. You are filled with compassion at every moment. You have done me vast favors, great acts of loving kindness, and endless wonders. Save me from now on, my Father in heaven. Help me soon attain perfect prayer with true intent of the heart, so that I will always pray to you with supplications and beseeching, and increase my pleading at every moment. May I at last arouse your true compassion for me, so that I will truly return to you in complete repentance. In your vast compassion, Rescue me so that the side of evil will not be able to derive power from holy compassion and not compromise your holy compassion, heaven forbid. Guard me and rescue me so that I will not be cruel, angry, or irritable. May I be good and truly do good for all in accordance with your good will. May my heart contain no trace of anger, irritation, or cruelty. Pour compassion onto me so that I will always have compassion on others in accordance with your good will. Have compassion on me from heaven, and guard my brain, mind, and intellect with great holiness, and rescue me from confused awareness, foolishness, and evil thoughts. Purifying the mind. May I always sanctify my mind and thoughts with great holiness. May I not allow any external or foreign thoughts whatsoever to enter my consciousness and thoughts. Guard me and rescue me always from small-mindedness. Always pour forth and draw unto me breadth of mind. May my mind grow greater at every moment with great holiness and purity. In your vast compassion, help me purify, cleanse, and sanctify all aspects of the mind in the three cavities of the skull, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. May these three aspects of my mind constitute barriers against the universal evil desire, which is the lust for sexual wrongdoing. 